Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University School of Professional Studies. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. We are fast approaching the end of the year 2021, but there is still time to take actions that can reduce your tax liability for this year. The best place to begin a discussion about taxes is with the standard deduction. This sets up other things. This standard deduction is a specific amount that can be deducted from income. It does not require substantiation. The standard deduction for the year 2021 is $12,550 for single filers and $25,100 for married taxpayers filing joint returns. Using the standard deduction means you don't have to gather records. It's easier. If, however, you have deductions that are greater than those amounts I just mentioned, you should itemize as it will save you money. By the way, many taxpayers don't itemize anymore because the standard deduction has been elevated to what are historically high levels. As a result of the CARES Act, which is a coronavirus relief bill, it was enacted in March of 2020. Taxpayers who claim the standard deduction, in other words, don't itemize, they can still deduct contributions made to charity. Single taxpayers can deduct up to $300 for contributions, and married taxpayers can deduct up to $600. Contributions must be made by December 31st, so there's still time to make contributions. Charitable contributions have strict record-keeping requirements. The taxpayer, also known as the donor, must obtain a written acknowledgement from the charity if donations to one charity total $250 or more for the year. This acknowledgement must be obtained by the earlier of the date the return is filed or the due date for the return, including extensions. By the way, your canceled check is not considered an acknowledgement. An acknowledgement is a letter from the charity. Contributions made in cash, in currency, they're not deductible unless they are supported by a written confirmation or a statement from the charity. Before making contributions, you can verify that the charity is eligible to receive tax-deductible treatment by using the Tax-Exempt Organization Search Tool on the IRS website. The site is irs.gov. You go to that site, you Go into tax-exempt organization search tool, insert the charity's name into the tool, and it will tell you if the contributions to that organization qualify as a tax deduction. For working taxpayers who participate in their employer's 401k retirement accounts or plans, you have until December 31st or your last paycheck to contribute to the account. So time is really it's really coming down to the wire on this. 
you can contribute up to a total of $19,000 for the year 2021. Remember, amounts contributed to a 401k account are not taxed until they are withdrawn. So this would reduce your tax liability for the year 2021. The additional amount you put into the 401k will not be taxed to you this year. You should contact your employer's HR department to take this action. If you have earned income, there is still time to establish and fund an individual retirement account. There are two types of individual retirement accounts, also known as IRAs, the Roth IRA and the traditional IRA. They are similar, but the biggest difference is how they are taxed. And actually, the difference is significant. Money put into the Roth is not tax deductible. But your contributions, the money you put in, will never be taxed. Your contributions can be withdrawn at any time from a Roth IRA. So it's like putting money in the bank that earns tax-free interest. And if you need to take the money out, you can do that at any time. So this is, in effect, a tax-free account. And it makes the Roth clearly superior to the traditional IRA. I mentioned the contributions. Your contribution, contributions to your Roth will earn a return. If, that, if those earnings remain in the account for five years, they will also not be taxed. Conversely, contributions to a traditional IRA, oh, they, they may be tax deductible, but every withdrawal is taxable with a few exceptions. But the general rule, the withdrawals from the traditional IRA are taxable. And if you take, if you make withdrawals before the age of 59 and a half, you may be charged penalties. As I said, the Roth is clearly superior. The Roth has an income limit. For 2021, a single taxpayer having $140,000 of income cannot contribute to a Roth. And married couples cannot contribute if their income is $208,000. Those meeting income limits can contribute up to $6,000 per person to the Roth as long as they have earned income, which is salary or other compensation for working. Participants in an important employer plan may still open a Roth IRA. A Roth can be established at any time, but it must be funded by the due date of the tax return. April 15th for this year. So you have time to seriously consider opening a Roth and funding it. Traditional IRAs create tax deductions, so they can lower your current tax liability. But as I said, they have substantial withdrawal restrictions and disadvantages, and they are limited based on income and participation in an employer retirement plan. For most people, Roth is the better choice. Another year-end tax move that investors may know about is harvesting tax losses. This involves selling shares of stock you own that have gone down in price. In other words, they're in a loss position. Selling shares that produce losses can help you reduce your 2021 tax liability by either offsetting gains, or if you don't have gains, reducing other income by up to $3,000. Tax loss harvesting is used by many people 
but it should not be done haphazardly or just because the stock price has gone down. Don't do it just because it's in a losing uh, position. If the loss is due to an overall market decline, but the company has still, still has good profit potential, it may not be a good harvesting candidate. Consider selling those that have performed poorly and no longer offer the potential that you expected when you purchased that stock. So if the potential for future growth has changed, then you might consider harvesting a tax loss or taking the tax loss. Consider stocks that have short-term losses as they provide a greater tax benefit. Some investors harvest tax losses, take the loss, and then plan to buy back the same or similar investment within a short time. This would seemingly provide the taxpayer with a tax benefit while still owning the investment. Oh, but this could trigger the application of a tax rule called the wash sale rule. This calls for the disallowance of a loss if the taxpayer buys the same security. In other words, you sell the stock that's in the loss position and within 30 days, buy that same stock again. That loss will be disallowed and it will be disallowed by your broker. Your broker will report that you have a wash sale. Some people like to buy a substantially similar security to replace the shares of the losing stock. So if you want to remain invested in a particular industry, but you want to harvest your loss, consider substituting a mutual fund or an exchange traded fund that targets the same industry for your losing stock or buy the stock of a different company that's in the same industry, but make sure it has good prospects. If you're not sure, you should consult a tax advisor before making the purchase. As the holidays approach, we have a couple of points that investors should remember. Many professional traders take off during the holidays and fewer shares of stock are traded. Some professionals use computerized automatic trading strategies while they are away. And this can cause volatility, especially if there is bad news. Remember the Thanksgiving holiday. Bad news about the COVID variant led to significant losses. Then the next week, the market increased significantly. Don't panic if the market is volatile during the holidays. Remember volatility, subject to wide swings up and down. There's something called the Santa Claus effect. Happens around Christmas, and it's usually, this is the term that describes the market when it goes up around Christmas. It's almost like a gift that you open a gift, and then you have it, and it's over. And that can happen with the stock market. As you get closer to the end of the year, many professionals harvest tax losses, meaning they are willing to accept less money in order to sell a losing stock. It can make the market go down. And we also still have inflation and variant news that could rattle the markets. Declines are normally less significant. They're usually not sustained. If they occur, if they occur during times of lighter trading, as usually occurs during the week between Christmas and New Year's Day. So the signal is, is the amount of trading that takes place. The market goes up substantially or down substantially. 
in light trading, that's not a good indicator of where the market is going in the future. And that's why I say don't panic. Regarding the new year, expect the Federal Reserve to raise rates since it has already announced it expects to do so three times next year. Normally, markets don't like to hear about rates rising. But the markets reacted well to this news since inflation is expected to persist and raising rates is one of the Fed's tools for fighting inflation. So currently, the markets are reading the expected interest rate rises as a good action that's designed to protect the economy. Don't expect interest rates on bank deposits to rise significantly during the next year. History demonstrates that rates on consumer loans rise much faster than bank deposit rates. For that reason, it is still a good time to consider I-bonds. We spoke about them in the past, and we will do so again in the coming year. In the new year, we look forward to discussing significant stocks and industries, along with model portfolios. We will consider dividend-paying and increasing companies, the auto industry and electric vehicles, technology and innovators, split-offs, and much more. We'll also follow up on the companies we discussed this year. Enjoy the holidays. Stay safe and healthy. And stay calm, thoughtful, and purposeful. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.